0: And uh, welcome to the uh, three newcomers. Um, that's great. I'm glad you're here. And uh, Lorenzo, I love you. And uh, thanks for that awesome share. And um, we could just repeat that. And uh, we it's a good name. But uh, um, yeah, I'm Jay. I'm an alcoholic. I think I said that. But uh, yeah, um, what it was like is... Um, my first drink, I was seven years old. And, um, I was at a kitchen table at my grandparents' house. And my grandfather was to my right. And my grandmother was to my left. And my two brothers were right across from me. And, um, um, my grandfather had that pitcher of beer and he poured in those little glasses, those little grape glass glasses and a grape jar. And, uh, all a solid drink and uh, my grandmothers are smoking her palm Mall and and, uh, and uh, I picture it like it was uh, 10 minutes ago and uh, and I was like holy crap I'm sitting to myself and I'm looking at my brothers I remember this distinctly looking at my brothers and, and uh, cause I knew it was wrong but it was like I'm in and I took that first sip and uh, and I like I didn't like it and I took a second sip And, and, uh, and I took a third sip and I noticed, I, it's basically the first drink I was trying controlled drinking because I finished my first and I wanted more and I kept watching my brothers. And then my grandfather asked me if I wanted a little more and I said, yes. And he poured me half a drink and, uh, and then I just kind of nursed that. But, uh, um, yeah, I came, uh. Um, I grew up in Anaheim, California. I, uh, my, both my parents were functioning alcoholics. Um, all four grandparents, alcoholics. Uh, my mother's father died of this disease um, on a couch. Um, my, uh, my other grandparents were, were raging alcoholics and um, um, you know, family events, drinking heavy drinking and uh just um there wasn't a lot of mayhem it was just people would just pass out and uh, um, and i realized this years later as far as just how bad it was because you go back through those you find those old uh, super eight movies and you see the you see the actions and uh i would remember we'd go to my grandparents house in fullerton california and uh and my grandpa would be there after church uh because we went to a lutheran church and uh we would i would uh, uh say where's grandpa and he's like oh he's at the silver dollar saloon and so i ride my bike over there and i crawled i would crawl in on the floor and it was just so alluring it's it's you know it's got it's the door was open but it had kind of there was a door but then they had the black painted hallway like a little you know three foot hallway and i crawled in there on my hands and knees and, and looked at that whole scene in the bar. It's like, you know, 1030 on a Sunday morning. And uh, then he would come back Then I would sneak out of there and he'd come back and, and uh, yeah, it was just, you know, that's just how I was raised. And uh, yeah. And then um, in, in, uh, in uh, uh, I started uh, I don't know why I did this, but I started uh, I think somebody came over one time and my parents we're nursing their hangovers and, you know, on a Saturday and they're watching TV. The TV was always on and, uh, they're nursing their hangovers. And somebody came over, uh, that was a, I had two older brothers and uh, he was a brother's friend. And I just remember this distinctly he says that's a fine way to be dressed in the middle of the day. And I looked at him and I'm like, Holy shit. It's like, cause I didn't want anybody to know what went on in our house. And I don't know how I was conscious, conscientious of that, but I was, and, uh, so I started watering our brown lawn and I started mowing that lawn. Um, then I started cleaning up the house and I would, I would, uh, uh you know, do the dishes. I would do the vacuum laundry, make all the bed. I mean, just all that stuff. And I don't know why I did it. I was the youngest. I was the youngest kid. And, um, uh, but, uh, yeah. And I, I would put my mom to bed every night and, um, she'd pass on on the couch and I'd get her up and put, her up, put the bed, um, and then uh, in junior high, started doing outside stuff. Uh, I'd always steal the drinks from the parties and stuff and drink, but uh, uh, junior high, I started doing outside stuff, uh, uh, early seventh grade on, and uh, always tried to hang with the tough guys. I wasn't a tough guy. I always wanted to act like a tough guy, but I wasn't. And uh, uh, I was always conscientious. It was like Lorenzo said, you know, what, everybody's looking at me. <laughs> no one was. Uh, I was just a weirdo. But, uh, um And then um, you get to uh, high school and I remember my first time I drank uh, tequila because my, my parents the fancy drinks and beer beer bush um, uh, all that stuff and I'd steal those drinks but first time I drank alcohol, uh, uh, tequila in tenth grade it was a complete blackout three day three day hangover. I mean, it was just, it just, you know, don't remember a thing and uh, loved it. This didn't love the hangover so much, but it was just like, I don't remember what happened, but I loved it. And, um, so from there, started doing other outside issues. If people would give me stuff, uh, like it was lower middle class, but it was, it seemed fine at the time. And, uh, and I hung out with some you know, pretty bad dudes and, uh, um, You know, they would get stuff and, and, you know, you know, all that stuff, you know, yeah, did it all. Except I never did the needles, but I did all that other stuff and I would just take it and say, by the way, what what is this? And, uh, yeah, I just wanted to feel, I didn't, I just did, I just wanted not to feel. So, um, and, and, uh, I just did anything and everything every, every day in 10th grade. We had did second period. I'd leave with my buddy. We'd drive to his house, uh, Smoke some solid alcohol and drink four or five beers and go back to school. That was pretty much four days a week, and uh, that was definitely doable. And it was just a, a mess. Um, the um, the uh, um, I just didn't. I, I mean, I just wanted to do anything and everything to not feel, and uh, um, and I didn't want anybody to see what was going on inside our house. And, uh, so I did everything to, uh, to make it look on the outside. And I carried that in through, through, you know, even into sobriety, but, um, yeah, it was, uh, it was, it was okay, but that's all I knew. And, uh, um, you know, my, my drinking kept progressing and then it would, and then I'd go through, uh, periods of where like, uh, you know, uh, hangovers from outside issues would, would take me, would slow me down, but it would still be like. I couldn't stop. I couldn't just drink one beer. Um, you know, it's, I'd be sneaking out of the house in seventh, eighth grade, ninth grade. And, my, and by that time, my parents were kind of over-parenting, so I was kind of. We. My mother had a bunch of chihuahuas. I was kind of raised by a chihuahuas, and uh, and uh, so I could. I had free reign. I could do whatever I wanted and just go away. And I just wouldn't listen. And uh, they would come and pick me up on a school night. I would be out two o'clock at a at a. Uh, not RVs, but the Bob's Big Boy or someone uh, Denny's or something like that. And they would find me because they would go to the house that I used to hang out with and ask them where that we went. And uh, these guys guys were old guys and we would go out at, you know, we'd be at two in the morning, we'd be at a Denny's, you know, shit base. They'd pick me up and I would just, they'd put me in my room and I would just open the window and I'd go back to Denny's or go back to my friend's house. So, um, Anyways, it was, it it was bad. And uh, high school uh, progressed my drinking. I was, I was a, uh, uh, I got into photography in uh, my senior year of high school. And uh, I had no counseling as far as college when everybody says, you know, when I was in college drinking, I was like, how do you even do that with your drinking? How do you even go to college? Uh, You know, my senior year, I remember the counselor asking me about, you know, "What what are your plans for college? And I said, I don't know, that's months away. Why would I even, you know, <laughs> well why would he consider that? That's, you know, I got a whole summer, but, um, um, I was a pretty good photographer and I, um, I actually won a bunch of awards and, uh, um, I did a bunch of stuff in photography and, uh, but I drank that away. My, I ended up going to Cypress junior college, um, for photography and, um, I started working in Dana Point at my good photography and go, drinking, uh, going to weddings, doing wedding photography with him. And I would, it was perfect because I would drink at those weddings and get shit faced. And it, and it got to the point where eventually, you know, I lost that job, um, as I did in every job that I was drinking. And, uh, but it was great for, you know, meeting people and, and, and having a good time. And, uh, but um, yeah, and then I went to Fullerton College and then I uh, moved up to Mammoth. My drinking accelerated significantly up there, living in the ski town. Um, uh, you know, waking up, passed out in the forest. But you can die up there because you know I would piss my pants, woke up frozen pants in the middle of the forest, shivering, and uh, you know just just terrible, terrible stuff. Um, uh, back up, my my I got my license at 16. Uh, two weeks after I got my license was my first basic drunk driving um, I backed into I stole my brother's van I backed into a light post crashed the back of his van I went to Carls jr at 12 in the morning and pulled in to get food came out and I'm walking out and there's a cop car facing out and they had gotten the food before me and I I didn't see him and and uh, uh, they must have been there already so I'm like okay just sober up walk to the van so I get, I open my door, my brother's door. Um, and the cars right there, they're looking at me and I'm just like, don't look, don't look. And I got a hat on. I mean, it's just stupid. And, um, I go to get in the van and I just fall back on my fat, you know, French fries all over the place drinks. And the guy just basically opens his car door and just standing right over me, just puts me in the back of the car and takes me across the street, uh, calls my parents, they come and get me. This is back when, the, uh, I'm an old guy. So this is back when they would let you go. And, um, you know from there proceeded to get uh several more DUIs. I I've had a total of five. Uh two two of which stuck. Uh three were reduced to reckless way back when multiple uh multiple um arrests. Um, my timer I got reset. So so that's what it was like um uh, what happened is I I, I got multiple arrests. Um, um, I got out of I, I quit school because I uh I ended up getting through, came back from mammoth went to orange coast college um, I got enough credits to get an associate's degree they do have a group an aa degree uh, um, so i haven't but i haven't graduated from alcoholics anonymous yet but um and i ended up uh getting a, jo- a sales job and um i went into sales and uh, great drinking job you know because you know got to go with clients you got to go drink clients and uh so uh, my disease progressed and then it would, it would ebb and flow. And, um, uh, I, I did have some periods of dryness where, um, uh, when I was 22, I met a girl and they didn't drink for like four months and I was friggin' miserable. Um, but I liked this girl and, um, and, um, drank and then went a few more months. And then I just like, just broke up with her over the phone and says, so I can't, like, yeah, I was like, want to drink. And, uh, so um, progress progress I, I'm in my middle 20s I get to work I go to work and um, uh, I'm in a sales job and I'm drinking And I, but I start making money because I was just I had no other choice I had no other choice I had nothing to fall back on I didn't have a college degree um, I didn't have any skills and I just this is all I could do is sales so um, um, and, and I was just started to get good at it and uh, even though I had uh, you know I low self-esteem low self-confidence uh big ego uh, but i guess that was good for sales and um, um got to the point where it was you know a, a huge problem i was you know like i was pissing the bad you know once a week i mean towards the end there and um i was um uh, the last section we would go i would go to work and we'd work New York hours and then at, at one o'clock, uh, basically the workday's over. So we would go downstairs uh, to the risk restaurant, in Newport center and drink Heineken on tap and just free flowing. And that was, I go, this is what business people do. And then I would do that five days a week. And sometimes we would go, at, we'd get there at one and we'd leave at midnight. So there's a lot of alcohol. And, uh, so towards the end of my, my drinking, um, I would say I'd have a, a, a low bottom. Um, I, I, was, I got arrested on a um, DUI. And then four years, eight months later, I would have went five. I would have been home free. But four years, eight months later, I got a second one. I was 20. Um, it was 1985. And I, um, um, I was coming up on the Coast Highway, on t- turning onto Newport Boulevard, the old uh, coming over the bridge. And there was a two, used to be a two-lane, so I swerved in the oncoming lane, and uh, it was a cop car. And I, I didn't hit him. I swerved back out of the way, but he still didn't like that. So he just took me off to jail once again. Um, and uh, so that was my last 502. Uh, they sentenced to me to 12, uh, 52 weeks of AA meetings, uh, SB38 program, um, uh, counseling, call uh, counseling twice a month, and then one face-to-face once a month. And a court card. So I went to the Evil Club on New, on uh, on Newport uh, uh, on Newport Boulevard, which is no longer there. Put my court card in, and um, I was driving a nice car. And I was like, I walked in there, and I'm like, holy shit! I have nothing in common with these people. I was so arrogant and uh, so full of myself. And I put my court card in, went outside, grabbed some beers out of my car, walked down the peninsula had some other stuff to do, smoke, go back to the meeting, pick up my court card. I said, okay, I can do this for a year. This is not that big a deal. And, uh, um, and then I would go, I, you know, I wasn't there for the meeting. I was just there to get my court card. I didn't, I was not an alcoholic. I just wanted to stop drinking. I couldn't make it through a weekend. And uh, um, so um, I went to those meetings. I went to, um, you know, and I had tried to stop over a weekend. I would, I would, I would get in a fight. Or more importantly, I'd get my ass kicked on a Saturday night. Maybe drink not drink Sunday to Wednesday. And by Wednesday, I said, you know what? I was just I didn't eat, or there was, you know, I mixed my drinks wrong, or you know, I was cured. And by Thursday, it was back on to a party. Um, so uh, and I did that went on for a long time, where I just I just could not make it through a weekend. For, and I was trying, trying, you know, you know, back of the police car uh, in the jail cell uh, on my parents. Uh, I remember sp- specifically just bawling my eyes out at 10 o'clock on a morning, weekday morning, like just, I could not stop. And, uh, in the house by myself. And I was 22. Um, uh, I got married at 26 uh, and, um, um, we went on a, a company paid for a cruise ship in, in, in Europe. I'd never been in Europe. And, uh, first time I was on a plane, I was 18 drunk. Um, um, but uh, I went to Europe and um, on this cruise ship and it was every, open bar and everything. So it was like, give me three bottles of that, like this super expensive champagne. I would just, because I that was not enough for the day. And I would just take that and I was like, okay, I'm good. And um, I came back from that trip and um, the next um uh, Weekend, uh, there was preseason football game on. Um, and um, I had three and a half beers by 11 o'clock. And that was my last drunk. That was a pitiful, you know, that is, so far, uh, that's been my last drink. And uh, I've been sober since August 10th, 1986. And uh, I failed to mention that at the beginning. Uh, and I have a sponsor and, uh, who I sp- speak to regularly has a sponsor who I know and uh, and I've I've uh, um, I don't want to jump I'm trying to stretch this out so I want to jump in <laughs> so, um, but um, yeah so uh, what it was like it towards the end was total misery uh, I was I could not stop um, I was the last one that knew as an alcoholic I would just I had so much anger and uh, I would I would I would go up to the biggest guy and I don't know why I would just like start, you know, messing with them. I just, I just wanted to get my ass kicked obviously. And I always had friends that were bigger. So maybe I, you know, I was trying to be a tough guy and like my friends would back me up and they would get in a fight. And, uh, um, I remember telling, telling the guy I had a gun and, uh, at a party and we left the party and we got full helicopter. This is back at Anaheim, full helicopter with like five cops pulled and, you know, on the street, in the middle of the street, circling helicopter. I think I was in tenth grade, but anyways. But nope, I didn't have a gun, so <laughs> but um uh, anyways, just I mean I am uh I'm lucky that I made it through a lot of the stuff that I did. Um but um so what happened was um uh, I made it um I've made it through that weekend. I made it through uh, a weekend of not drinking. I'm like, Holy shit. I'm still going to a ego club. And, um, uh, Thursday night, that was my only meeting. And, uh, and so I did it. And I was like, Holy shit, I did it. I used to ask God, I used to pray, uh, you know, please not let me drink today, tomorrow, or just let me not drink ever again. And, uh, and, uh, But once that prayer was answered, it was like, I did it. I took, I took responsibility for doing it. And, um, and, um, yeah, it was, uh, and it wasn't pretty because the first two years I didn't share, I didn't work with others. I didn't want to know you guys. I was a super successful in my own head person. Um, I had a house, had a fancy car, a fancy tie, um, um, I had a wife and I had nothing, there was nothing in common. I didn't want to hear about it and I didn't want to be with you guys. I just wanted to go get my hour of uh, sobriety. I kept, but I, for some reason, I must've heard something that made me continue with AA even after I got that court card signed. I remember I was devastated. Um, I had a few months and I was, I met friends with a guy in the SB38 program in the council. I'd never seen meetings, but I'd seen at the, counseling and we were at an angel game and uh i was at an angel game and i saw him and i was like and i'm like oh there's my friend and i he was like 20 feet away and he turns to the side he's got like four beers <laughs> I was like i was devastated i said like, oh no i we were i thought he was dry too or you know at that time sober but it wasn't sober. it was just dry so um, um but uh, uh anyway so, so um eventually Eventually, it got enough pain, where uh, I met my first sponsor at a meeting at the uh, um, I think it was the St. James meeting in Newport because uh, we were living in Newport at the time, and uh, and um, so I asked him. Uh, he, he I think he more asked me, and I'm like, okay, yeah, I'll, you know, get a sponsor, you no, it can't hurt. And uh, he started asking me to do stuff, and I'm like, yeah, maybe. you know, I'm like I'm not like these other guys, so because I. Was, pay my wife off, you know, like, Oh, you know, sorry about being so angry or whatever. So um, um, but uh, yeah, so with that first sponsor, I, um, I started working the steps. And, uh, and um, it was funny, uh, because I remember specifically one time that I introduced him to my wife, and she and she was like, Oh, yeah, that's great. Yeah. Great. You know, my wife was never a real, you know, uh, proponent because she also came from two alcoholics and a lot of alcoholism in her family. Her parents were functioning alcoholics. But uh, I remember my sponsor, and he was with another sponsor at a restaurant, and my wife was in the booth next to him, and she was mortified that these other girlfriends were going to find out that I'm an alcoholic. <laughs> now, I used to pass out at, you know, you know corporate functions and and you know just I mean everybody knew except for me but uh anyways but with that sponsor um you know he told me you know do certain things every morning, pray, meditate, you know, read five pages of the big book and uh read pages eighty-three to eighty eight. And um and at the end of the day, review your day and 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 do um take an inventory of you know where you wrong and I do So um so, I did that, and my life started to get better. And uh, and I went to a bunch of. I started going more meetings, and um, um, started going to men's meetings with my sponsor. And we would go to the scout house, and um, and my life got to be a lot better. And um, um, but then, but then, you know, I my my um, uh, my ego came back. My personality, my character defects came back, and I took full control of them. I must have liked them because they came back so easily, and I faded away uh, from AA. I didn't go to meetings for nine months at one point, and I was a friggin' wreck to the point where my wife said, Look, you either drink or go back to meetings. And luckily, I went back to meetings and I started getting back involved, started sponsoring guys. Um, um, getting getting back connected with my sponsor and then uh and then i made a dumb mistake to where uh i had another friend that we were both sponsored by the same sponsor and this was uh, like before cell phones so it'd be like you know my friend would call me like hey hey sponsor's calling so just don't pick up your sponsor's gonna call you just he just hung up on me so i'm like oh shit i don't want to talk to him so he would call, but he was persistent. And that guy had the biggest heart ever. He would go to hell and back. He told me that he would go to hell and back uh, uh, for me and with me. Uh, but he wasn't my banker. He wasn't my dad. He, he, you know, he wasn't going to loan me money and, uh, uh, he wasn't going to buy into my bullshit. But, uh, um, anyway, so I, I fired that sponsor cause I got tired of him telling me what to do. And I took, took my, uh, got another sponsor. And then, uh, um that sponsor um he at one point we were playing i was playing catch with my son i had children that's never seen me drink and i was playing catch and that sponsor told me uh you know hey i'm playing catch football with my son he wants to play football and he's like oh you know you shouldn't let him play football and i just i never talked to that sponsor again I just like I, you know i just like my my ego came back and it just like i fired him got another sponsor and then uh um, and then that sponsor asked me for money. I fired him. It's like, and I, I'm, that's how I react. I'm just a reactor. And, uh, I don't, I don't say to him like, well, why would you do, you know, I don't, I don't, I don't, I have no reasoning skills. I just have like a black or white. And, uh, but, um, um, yeah, so just going to meetings, just going to meetings does not, does not, uh, does not get your life better. I mean, it helps, but uh, you know, you can be miserable sitting in those meetings and uh, so uh, what it's like today is i have a sponsor Um, he knows everything about me Um, um, i also um, uh, have now had found it uh, necessary uh, because i have two adult children that are both alcoholics one's one's sober one's not i've had to seek outside help Uh, end up with the sister program and that's a big part of my story today because that basically has gotten me through the last 18 to 24 months of my life. Um, today my life is not where it was two years ago or three years ago. Um, uh, that same woman that I married at 26, who I drank the first two years of our our, uh, marriage, um, we're now going through mediation. So that's a 38 year relationship. Um, basically, uh, we were married 30, we've been married 36. Uh, so that's coming to an end. And, uh, um, you know, and that's, you know, it's, it's, uh, I'm fine with it today. Um, but I've had to go, I had to, go to Al-Anon to, to be able to deal with it and to, which I should have gone to a long time ago and I should have gone to from day one, just, you know, I grew up, but, um, yeah. So, um, what it's like today is if you would have told me my life today uh, living in this. I'm currently, everything's temporary, but I'm currently living in a 400 square foot studio apartment and I have carpet. I have a uh, rugs down over the carpet to hide the stains. And it's a, uh, it's, uh, I'm living behind an alley, which I hear the trucks go by and I sleep in the bed with earplugs, but it's fine because I'm in acceptance today. And, uh, you know, it's, it's, it's only temporary. I didn't want to do anything permanent until I get up until we finalize everything. So, um, but I'm okay with it. But if you would have told me coming in that, Hey, you know, in 33 plus years, you're going to be living in a studio apartment. It's like, why would I, why would I want to come here and get sober? But, um, um, yeah. So, uh, I still wake up with fear, but, uh, uh but I, 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 today I have a, a higher power that uh, that I can turn things over to, and without that higher power, I definitely would wouldn't be here today. Um, uh, so when I wake up in the middle of, middle of the night of you know, well how did this happen or I you know how did I get here? It's like no, it's out of my hands, and uh, I have a higher power that I can um, that I can uh, use. That uh, now it's almost this last. 18 months, it's almost been nanoseconds where I reach out to the higher power before it used to be, I used to churn that stuff and just, just use it for, you know, just weeks on end. And, uh, cause it's always, it's always been, um, um, my, uh, doing co-enabling, uh, others. And I would do everything for others cause I'm a people pleaser. And I, uh, I would, uh, then, that would turn into resentment and I would carry that resentment around for weeks on end for doing stuff for others, but it's, all, it's all my doing. It's all my, I, everything that I created. And, uh, but to, today, uh, acceptance of everything and expectations of nothing has, has been very helpful for me today. Um, I, um, uh, I have to accept everything as is, and I'm okay with that. And it's, it's, you know, I used to drink over good days, bad days, or boring days. It's like, you know, celebrate, oh, drink away the pain, or I'm bored, i am got to drink. And now I have good days, I have bad days, and uh, or different days, and it's fine. Um, today my life is completely different uh, than it was, like I said, 18 months ago. And that's okay. And, you know, I have a higher power that I believe will take care of me because everything always works out. Everything always works out. Um, um, I'm okay with everything. And I might not be in 10 minutes, but then that's hopefully I don't go. The other morning, a couple of weeks ago, I woke up and I started going down the rabbit hole on my little pity potty. And I was like, it was about seven minutes. And I was like, "Wait, wait, I know what to do but I just want, I know what to do even starting it, but I just continue to go down that little hole. And I was like, I just got to pick up the phone and talk to other guys. And I picked up the phone talked to a bunch of other guys. All of a sudden my life changes, but that day changes. And, uh, cause I can plan a great day, but a, a lot of times that's not how, you know, my higher power lets the day go. So, cause when I start projecting out and, uh, and, and visualizing how my day is going to go, it usually ends up differently, and it usually goes goes poorly. So, um, yeah, I um, I am uh, my um, the the most fear I've had in sobriety um, has been you know going through this divorce, but also uh, my adult son is also bipolar, and uh, we had to fifty one fifty and um, 11 years ago. And, uh, so why I bring that up, he's just sent me about seven texts in a row. And, um, so, um, he is sober, puts on medication and he goes through manic phases and, and, um, he was drinking for 10 years. And that's something that, that would cause me a lot. of panic. And I would turn that would cause my whole family because I would just lash them. But, um, and then my, my other son, um, that he's 30 is drinking and drugging. And I haven't spoken to him in 12 months because of his alcoholism and, uh, some practice and detachment with love. And it's hard, especially today, but it is what it is. And I'm fine with it. And, uh, um, uh, I, I know that, you know, I, even though I worry about him, it's, he's in God's hands. So, um, uh, we have 12 steps. We have a note. We have, and for the new guys um, and girls, we have 12 steps. Uh, we have sponsorship. Um, we have a way of living that's beyond your wildest dreams. The stuff that I have today, my life that when I came in here, because um, uh, I just wanted to make it through the weekend. And uh, the stuff I have today, the life I live today is beyond my wildest dreams. Um, I used to sit on bar stools and tell people I was an athlete, uh, tell people I was a National geographic photographer. And convincingly, and um, um, and like I said, um, the the last 24 months, some of the best things in sobriety and some of the worst things in sobriety have happened to me. Um, but uh, not bragging, but I I've uh, I raced my bicycle. I raced bicycles uh, as a hobby. Uh, I raced my got to race my bike all over the world uh, successfully, and uh, have some of the greatest times of my life. Uh, traveling and racing my bike in crappy weather. And uh, <laughs> part of being an alcoholic, we know how to suffer. So, and, and cycling is all about suffering. So it's just like, it's, it's a phenomenal sport for an alcoholic. And uh, it gives me freedom. And uh, um, and I also, um, I, uh, last year, uh, I submitted some of my photographs to um, Palm Springs Life Magazine. I was able to get a, uh, they, they, they interviewed me and they gave me eight pages of a uh, of, uh, spread for my photography, and uh, as a, which is another hobby. So I still work. Um, uh, I don't work as much as I used to because I was all in on work and not all in on AA. Um, and But it's fine. Everything's fine. Um, um, I'm grateful for Zoom. I'm, I'm grateful just in general for every day I wake up healthy and sober and, um, um, Yeah, I have a routine this every day when I wake up, I I get on my knees, I pray for others. I pray for, for, uh, uh, you know, recently there's been some meetings I've been in where the 10th tradition has been, uh, in my opinion, has been abused. So I have to pray for those people because I'm not going to punch the little screen and, you know, and speak up. I just have to pray for them. And, 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 you know, two days later, I was, you know, I felt sorry for these people. But, uh, you know, that's just my higher power. So, um, helping others is huge. It gets me out of my head. Um, I, I need you guys and, uh, and, uh, we need you, we need you guys and, uh, um, uh, you need us. So you guys that are new, um, girls, um, there's no way to do this on your own. It's a we program. And, uh, uh, my best thinking got me in jails. Uh, I never got institutionalized yet. Um, but it got me into many jail cells. Um, um a graduate of Theo Lacey and, uh, for drunk driving and that, um, uh, my third drunk driving, if I would have got a third one, which was scary, I would have gotten definitely in 90 days. I, you know, fortunately I never hit anybody. Um, but, uh, today, um, I have a a a sponsor and I have an Al-Anon sponsor that they'll be working the steps in the other program, which is uh, I'm honest, uh, today. And, um, um, I have a spiritual program that, uh, that gives me, um, peace. And, and I find myself, uh, if I wake up and cut corners on my meditation or prayer or reading, um, then I find that maybe the first incident of the day, where something annoys me or catches my attention um, m- might not annoy me, uh, might not register where I react. But maybe that seventh thing that I ca- that I catch, and I pay more attention to those things. When I, the, the less I do and the, my, the less my routine I do to to get my head right, the more attention I pay to others, others' actions, which is none of my business. Um, but the more I pay attention to them, and uh, and in doing so. Sh- stuff will go wrong because I'll, I'll lash out. Um, I just got to go on an unbelievable vacation to Santa Cruz cause I could work remotely. I was up in Santa Cruz, riding my bike, working, then I went over to Yosemite. I've been going to Yosemite for 50 years and, uh, I've never seen a bear. And the first day I see a bear right before the seven, the Monday men's meeting I go to, um, it was unbelievable. Um, and then the next day I saw a bear again, like another bear. It's like incredible. Watch like 10 minutes. It's just amazing. Beautiful animals. The third day, I'm in a meeting, Zoom meeting, and I'm sharing this about expectations. And it's now it's granted, it's it's 750, 745. And I sh, I start sharing about my expectations were you know 750. And I, I've been up for an hour and a half. I haven't seen a bear yet. It's like I'm just I'm expecting a bear. It's like, come on, God, where's my bear? And uh I literally share on acceptance and it's just accepting things as they are. And my expectations, again, my expectations for the day, what my day is going to be like, I'm wake up, have coffee, go to a meeting, see a bear, ride my bike, go to another meeting, talk to a bunch of alcoholics, go to another meeting, go to bed. So I I literally go 10 feet and I see the biggest bear I've ever seen. And I got to spend 20 minutes watching that bear. Shit like that doesn't happen if I'm sober. I mean, if I'm not sober. Because I would never, first of all, I wouldn't be up that early. Second of all, I would never leave the hotel room. I would just get a bunch of beer, and I'd go, I'm going to go to this big event at night. And I would just I would just wake up at the middle of the night, passed out, and miss it all. So, uh, you know, that was a gift from God. So I'm an alcoholic. The next morning was Thursday. I wake up, and I go to my 7 o'clock Zoom meeting. But I go to the spot where I saw the bear. I'm ready this time because I'm gonna see my bear again because I'm already taken back my will for expectations for the day. And uh, I get in that Zoom meeting and I'm standing there, I'm looking around, no bear. I see two crows, that's it. Didn't see a bear that day. Uh, but my gut's funny because I was like, okay, I'm, mel- I'm leaving with somebody kind of melancholy. And uh, I'm like, you know what? It's time for somebody else to enjoy it. I had a great trip and uh, got to talk to a bunch of guys a uh, bunch of meetings, had an unbelievable trip. I feel good about myself. I didn't dip into self-pity. And uh, I'm leaving the Yosemite, and I get through the tunnel, and I get a call, and uh, I a guy that has seven days sober asked me to sponsor him. So that was my – I didn't see the bear, but that was better than seeing a bear because I'd already seen a bear. So that was a gift from God that uh, I got a sponsee, and uh, the drive home was a lot better uh, than you know feeling sorry for myself. I have, since I am an alcoholic, I have checked several times more to see if there's any hotels or camping sites in the send because I want to go back and see my bear. But if I don't get to go back, it's fine. And uh, all I know is uh, I'm sober today um, by the grace of God. And um, um, I, my daily routine is paramount to to help me stay sober. Um, yeah, um, I still get fear. I still get anger. But it, it's 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 it's, it's small based upon my spiritual condition. So, um, um, I love you guys. Thanks for letting me share. It's an honor to share with you guys. Um, I think that's more than enough out of me and I don't know what the time is, but, uh, um, yeah, I love my life today. I love Alcoholics Anonymous. And, uh, uh you know, it, everything's temporary. This too shall pass. So good, bad, and different it's, I've accepted that. So thanks again for letting me share.